Hello, welcome. Um, today we're gonna talk about twelve funny and weird facts about video games. Sorry for the background; everyone is being very loud right now. But I'm um, starting at number one. Um, Naruto's main man, the uh, Nintendo's main man, Mario, actually first appeared in Donkey Kong um, on July 9th, nineteen eighty one, and his name wasn't Mario; it was actually Jumpman. It's it's kind of weird. Um, in the Donkey Kong game, um, Donkey Kong was actually Mario's pet ape who escapes and uh, kidnaps uh, Mario's girlfriend, Polly, Paulina, or however you say it. It's not Peach. <laughs> um, number three, um, when Mario has, when Mario made his debut in this game, his profession was a carpenter since the game took at place at, at a construction site. It wasn't until Mario Bros. that Mario made the career change at, to Plunder. Which plumber? The plumber. Oh God. <laughs> um. Um. Number four. Uh, due to the popularity of Mario Bros. Game, Mario Bros. Game in 1983, there was a a huge increase in the numbers of people naming their children Mario during that time, which is Jesus. <laughs> oh God. I couldn't think about how many Mario's are now like known. Especially in 1983. <laughs> you go to a party, it's like, hey, what's up, Mario? Yo, what's up, Mario? Shake hands. Um, Number five, Nolan Bushnan, Bushnell and Ted Dabney started Atari with just $500. Within five years, the company earned $28 million. And by 1982, around the time when... uh. Mario became a popular name. Uh, sales topped two billion dollars. That's more than one billion and not one point nine 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 billion, which is incredible. And in addition to starting Atari, uh, Nolan Bushnell also founded the popular pizza and entertainment company Chuck E. Cheese. Jeez. Um. Uh, and number seven, Bowser, the main antagonist of Nar Nintendo's Mario franchise, was originally envisioned to be an ox. This is probably why he has horns and a defined snout, even though he is a turtle, which is kind of crazy. Um, here's a good one right here. Um, in uh, number eight, in Space Invaders, the more aliens you kill, the faster they come to you, come at you. This pattern of the game gets more challenging the more you play. It has become a, a staple in the gaming world, but it actually started as a fluke. The aliens were always supposed to come at you at the same speed. But with so many aliens on the screen, the hard the hardware wanted, couldn't handle it, so they were slowed so they were slowed down. The more you killed the alien, the, the more you, aliens you killed as you played, the more the more system memory was freed up, so the game ended up running faster, which is actually pretty interesting. For the fact how I thought I didn't even think that was a fluke. It was Space Invaders. Was a it's a pretty it's a pretty fun game. If you haven't played it, you should probably check it out. Um, number nine, the design of the PlayStation Two is based on an old Atari computer, the Falcon O Thirty Microbox. Apparently, Sony bought the bought the uh, design page patient when Atari was going bankrupt. 
I, I didn't know that. I'm gonna skip some of these because I mean, not really cool. Um, number here, here's one. Uh, the urban legend that turned out to be true was the was that Atari had so many unsold copies of ET, the extra terrestrial. I don't know how to say that. <laughs> um, that they buried them in a desert. A documentary crew actually went out and dug them up. And um, here's one more before we move out of Nintendo and all that and go to like so come on Call of Duty. Um, most of the above mentioned ET games, which originally wanted to sell, were eventually sold on eBay for a total amount of a hundred and eight thousand dollars. That is a lot of money right there. Um, now we're gonna move. Now we're gonna move on. Um, if you give me a sec. So uh, any of my COD fans will know. Um, one. Well, uh, know what this is, or some might know some of these facts, or might be interested actually. Um, here we go. Found some eleven facts. Um, and then next time you tune in, we'll be talking, I'll have my companion, I, th- I won't actually have my companion, so I'll be, ha- I might try to get a guest, and we will be talking about other games. Um, so here are 11 Call of Duty facts that every diehard fan should, should know, so any Call of Duty diehard fans, here you go. A lot, love it. There's almost a training card game for Call of Duty, which would be amazing. Some of the cards would be like pause and it and have uh forgot what his name was. Rip me. But it it have like fire two, pause, move four. It looks sick. Um Um here's one. Uh create uh they made it number ten. Create a class was inspired by a board game. And uh, here's a little bit about that. Uh, you can also, I'll, I can tr- I'll try to link uh, the link so that, way, so that way if you want more to learn more, you can just go into it. But uh, David Vonderhair admitted in an interview with Polygon, Polygon, that th- that the creative class element introduced of in Call of Duty Black Ops 2 was inspired by the title-based game Carcassonne. You guys, you guys can find this website, and then you guys can just search it up, because I have no idea what this game is. Um, nine. One player took marathoning to a, a record-setting level. Um, if you don't know what that is, it's basically just staying all night, basically. Um, we've all probably had all-nighters while playing Call of Duty, but one player from Australia set a genius world record. For his game session, Okan Kae, in, to, in November 2012, set the world the new world record for gaming marathon, ma, ma, gaming marathon at 135 hours and 50 minutes. That's like, geez, oh god, 135. Um, if we divide that by uh 24, ah, uh, he did it for five days straight. With not even including the minutes, that is a lot of days. Um, Oaken was allowed to take a ten-minute break for every hour of gameplay, and accumulated those those breaks for a nearly seven-hour nap. 
Jeez. So he would play, he would play, and then he would get a 10-minute break for every hour. So, that yeah, that's cool. Uh, Modern Warfare 3 is the fastest-selling game in history. That's that's pretty interesting here. Uh, if you haven't played Modern Warfare 3, it's on, I think it might be on Xbox One, but I know it's on 360. It's a pretty fun game. I think you guys would like it, maybe. COD France, you would know. Um, no matter what sort of rumors are ab abound to the de decline in sales, Call of Duty has proven to be one of the greatest selling franchises in history. The, thir the third edition to the Modern Warfare Legacy still holds the record for fastest selling game in the month. In the first month, it was available. And then it was followed by Call of Duty Black Ops. Modern Warfare had point eight or eight hundred thousand more copies sold in the first month than Black Ops, which is wow. Black Ops is a good game too. Um, here we go, number seven. Call of Duty is a global time struck. Um, now that's probably not surprising considering how popular how popular the franchise is in general. Yet what you might may not know. Is the Activision release statistics of gameplay hours cumulative cross platforms? I don't know how to say that because I can't do well at spelling. Um, gamers have racked up over 1,900 years worth of gameplay every day, totaling to nearly 3 billion years of playing time. If you compare that to the amount of time in the real world, we would witness the end of dinosaur evolution empires before being toppled. Microchips being invented simply in the time it takes to earn a 27 kill kill streak. <laughs> uh, that's funny. That's so cool, too. Um, there was actually, I don't want to go into this too much because we're running out of time, but um, there was a actual Call of Duty kind of version of, but it was like on mobile. So like, there's an actual Call of Duty now on mobile that you get on iOS, but there, but back then there was actually you could actually get a uh, game that or you can actually get Call of Duty. I think that would be two. I have no idea. It's called Faded Mobile Game. It's like the I don't I don't know. But uh, anyways, uh, number five, COD players' brains work faster than other gamers, which is I'm not gonna read through or eh, I'll read through it. Because I can tell you right now, yeah, it takes a lot of brains to play Call of Duty and get good at it. Uh, there was a research study published in, cur in Current Biology that claimed there was a connection and decision in making skills and playing action suitors like Call of Duty in the study. In the study, the researchers noted that the reaction speed in gamers between 18 to 25 years old was much faster if they played Call of Duty rather than the strategic games like The Sims. Which, which is actually surprising. I mean, it's, well, it's not that surprising because you I mean you could you can even still watch Call of Duty like tournaments. Um, number four, several games never made it through development. So games like there was a game called Call of Duty Vietnam, it never made it through development. Um, a few more games. Um, Call of Duty Tactics. Was never game. Devil's Bridge, Brigade. Um, 
combined for Call of Duty combined forces and in Call of Duty Vietnam, all those games never made it past Viet, uh past uh development. So at number three, a list actors have voiced characters in the franchise. So like people in Black Ops Three is what mostly what it's talking about here. Um, I'm not gonna go too in depth because I don't. I'm probably not gonna be able to name any of these characters, but you can go ahead and look this if I put in the link. Um, number two, game footage has been used as propag. What the what? Okay. Um, video game footage over the years has taken a more cinematic feel, but to the but to but to be used to. Propagandia, or however you say it, it's not something you'd expect. Yet in early 20, 2013, there was a video game released by North Korea stating that the United States was under siege. You can ask and read more about that because I'm almost out of time. Um, and the number one, the last one, the last fact here today, Activision actually does something good with the sales, which... If you look at Call of Duty Black Ops Warzone, it is that is surprising. There, I like I I didn't even think they actually did something with their money because like if you haven't watched like if you're if you haven't played, dude, you should have seen it. Like literally, almost like they have like they can't even find a way to get a good hacking system. They're na just now starting to work on it. But uh, let's see. Anyways, uh, since two thousand nine. Activision has been putting putting quite a bit of the sales to the Call of Duty endowment group, which they funded. Uh, this endowment group is, assists veterans in finding new jobs across the country. Millions of dollars have been added to the coffers and has helped countless men and women readjust to the working world after serving in the military. By 2015, the Call of Duty and endowment has aided more than twenty thousand veterans in finding good, steady jobs. Which good job, good job, veterans, or good job, Call of Duty. You actually did something. Um. So yeah, that would be that is it for um today's podcast. Um, come back next week. Uh, we will do a bit more. Uh, I want to see. Maybe I'll have someone with me. Maybe I won't. Um. But without further ado, I will see you later. See ya.